Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, Jordan Gross here, your good friend. This is the Jordan Jake podcast. And um, as you can hear, it's a very special day today, Jake. Do you know what that music is? A little Olympic music there, Jordan. Mm. Winter Olympics 2022, Beijing. They, they've already started. We're recording this on Thursday. They've already started in Beijing, but they pre- premiere tonight on uh, NBC. What's the vibe like in the DeLome house for the Olympics? The grosses were pretty heavy Olympians. Not, not com- competitively, but as viewers, Olympian viewers. We're the same way, and um, I'm a, I probably do prefer no, – there's no doubt. I prefer the Summer Olympics more than right. the winter. But, uh, like, I get caught watching, like, speed skating and things like that that I would never, ever do otherwise. Do you I, feel I like – do you feel like, though, that, like, every Winter Olympic event is something that you would say, I got – I caught myself watching, like, fill in the blank. There's no Winter Olympic sport that you normally watch on TV. Uh, maybe hockey for some people, but, like, on a lazy Saturday, you're not usually watching luge right no i'm i'm not but like curling <laughs> i will watch curling if at an olympic sometimes and it just i i don't know if i get mesmerized by the scrubbing and just the yep. the slide and the let go and they just stay in that same pose you know like they're just framing the shot i, I just it makes me giggle and i just know how talented you have to be to do that it's the cleanest ice in all the land with as much scrubbing as they do. That's for sure. <laughs> do you remember when uh, Jared Allen put together a team of former NFL players to make a run at the Olympics last, last time around? So it would have been 2018. I, I believe Mark Bulger was in that yep. group with them. If I'm not, yep. cor- and, and if I'm correct. And uh, I believe that's you know, right. I think that's funny. Cause we were ex teammates at one time. He was drafted at the saints and, uh, probably if you would have given me a hundred different things, Mark Bulger would be doing post-career curling would not be one of them. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I just looked it up. The team was Mark Bulger, Keith Bullock, linebacker, offensive yes. tackle, Michael Ruse, and, uh, Jared Allen with the name all pro curling team. And so did they, they didn't make it, but didn't they get like extremely close? Like, weren't they like right at the end? to make it yeah i i'm not sure where it ended up but according to jared allen's website they're not it doesn't say they're in beijing currently i'll have to call him and ask him i'll give an update next show the picture though if you go to jared allen 69inc.com has an amazing picture of jared in a very patriotic curling jersey i guess that's what you'd call that in the lunge position just after releasing the curling stone block orb. okay so what is it so i i don't jordan come on <laughs> um but my question is this does he tie the cattle rope tie the cattle like if he has like a really good curling score you remember how he used to sack a quarterback yeah. and he used to make I, the little motion with his hand does he do that after or is that it makes sense yeah i'll get that, some in, i'll try to call <laughs> him and figure out a little bit of this okay while we're gone um I like to watch the downhill racing, the ski racing, 
obviously, because I like to ski. Okay. And I'm going to give you a little story that you didn't ask for about an experience I had competitive ski racing. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I know, I know I will not get video of it because you do not you see there video isn't of anything. Video. Okay. All right. No, there's no video. No empty promises on this time around, Jake, like the rest of my promises. Okay. Uh, I've been to an event for Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which is near and dear to my heart with my niece, Brooklyn, uh, having cystic fibrosis. So the CF Foundation does a ski event in Colorado every year, first weekend in March. Okay. So you go and uh, there's, there's celebrities. I'm doing quotes right now because I'm one of those. And then there's just like, sponsors and whatnot american airlines and sony it's a big event right so what you do is there's these two coaches the mar brothers so they were they're twin brothers one won gold and one won silver in the lake placid olympics back in the 80s okay so they're legit skiers and now they coach and stuff all around the world so these two brothers are the celebrity ski coaches and what we do is we get put into teams so i'm like team coca-cola or team ortho carolina or whatever you know and then you're the celebrity and everybody skis a course for time okay so everybody skis a course for time so as you're skiing this course uh you go and they they time you right so then like your total team times added up that team wins you know you have like a big dinner and all that stuff well, they give out awards every year for like the fastest overall time and then the fastest celebrity time. So I've been like three, four years in a row. And every year, Louis Van Amstel, the, the Dutch American professional dancer from Dancing with the Stars, wins the top celebrity uh, time. He's this little, like, tiny little dancer athlete guy that's a phenomenal skier and we got to be buddies over the course of the years and it just pisses me off that i can't beat him in skiing and it just seems like as big as i am the inertia i should win right so finally so the, yeah. okay question did you you did this while you were playing and after, no or was no. this strict, no strictly way. after okay all right that was all football right. yeah i okay. can't do this all while right. i'm playing so this was the year before COVID hit. So the 20, probably the 2020 or 29, whatever that was. So I'm like, God darn it. I'm beating Louie this time. So I'm up there. I'm in the blocks and I'm talking to Phil Marr, one of the Marr brothers. He was the gold medalist, I believe. And I'm like, Phil, I got to beat Louie. What do I need to do? He's like, you got to go for the gold. Right? He tells me, just go. So you got, it's not even steep, Jake. Like it's like a inner, it's like beginner ski course, but if you really go and you hit those edges, like you can get some speed built up, right? So I'm like, gosh darn it, I'm going for it. So I come out of the blocks, right? You know, with the gate, like they do at the Olympics where you like, you get your butt back and your shoulders yes. forward. So, and then boom, and I'm pumping my skis like, ha, ha, to get some speed up, pushing my poles, right? Making that, exact, first, making that exact sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just okay. think I'm sweet, you know? And I'm like, you're going down, Louie, and dancing with the stars. So I come around the first gate, whew, second gate and now i got my speed up you know i'm like all loaded up all my gear i'm probably 260 total weight so that's a lot of g-forces coming downhill edge tight on my edges you're around the third gate fourth gate but now i'm starting to sit feel uh, i might be a little fast because these turns (laughs) like they're pretty tight jake they're pretty tight i feel it okay here comes gate number five and there's only like seven or eight gates I skid around this thing, and now, now I'm skidding. 
I'm going so fast that like now I can't hit that tight curb, that tight turn, and I'm skidding, and it pushes me down further down the hill. So now I'm out of sync for gate six, and I can feel it coming, Jake. I'm going way too fast, and this <laughs> gate six is a tight turn. So I lean hard and try to hit it. Nope, going too fast, can't get there. And you know those like orange mesh construction fences? You know, they're like yes, a temporary. Yes, There's correct. one of those, like 15 yards, fit, no, fit, 10 yards past the gate. I just go 90 miles an hour right into this fence. Skis all intertwined like I'm a fish in a net. Flip back, smack my head on the snow, disqualified. <laughs> so my question would be oh, this. Humiliation. Was it, well, yeah, but was it like, I can't, <laughs> Your thought was, I can't believe I just did that. Or was it, what just happened? No. What was the initial thought? It was, I can't believe that just happened. Because there was enough time when I realized I was getting out of control. But I couldn't just like stop during the, you know, like I could have done like a skate stop, like a (laughs) and stopped and then started again. And you know me, Jake, like I can't do that. So I tried to save it. And then I saw the fence coming and I said a few swear words. And then you just got like, no one wrecks, Jake, no one, no one wrecks. Cause everyone goes at just like a smoother pace than that. Oh, it was amazing. So then I got an award for the first celebrity ever to crash at celebrity ski. So that's why I love the Olympics, Jake, is it's they're athletes just like me on that mountain. Oh, there's no doubt. And so you <laughs> didn't even try to go on the one leg where you like, you leave. Dude, I was like, so you know. far out of bounds it'd be like it'd be like i mean i don't even know you i can't even i mean you're it's like you you try to continue on as a gunner in a punt like and you end up on the other side of the bench like over by the fans by the time you got your act back together the play's over you know what i mean so i just had to like ski out of bounds and try to like fix the construction fence back so it, it was like kind of reassembled and then just shame down to the bottom everybody's like are you okay man because it was a full yard sale which so means they, all your they, skis and everything goes around. so being you were like cl- real down there so everybody was able to see so there's not oh so yeah even, and there's that's an even announcer no, there's an oh, announcer there's like hospitality at the bottom of the run and tops there's people out oh, like gosh. opera ski with a beer watching oh and the best part there's this random panther fan this diehard Panther guy that's a chef at Beaver Creek that every year wears a Panther shirt and cheers for me when I ski. And I let him down, Jake. That is let so him down. awesome. <laughs> so that's my experience with that. All right. We better talk about some football in some way, shape, or form. Jake, first off, this is completely switching gears, but I believe it deserves a little bit of merit. Were you surprised at all with the Brian Flores lawsuit this week? Okay, this is serious nature, and we're obviously swapping gears fast. Heavy, heavy content. Uh, I personally am very proud of Flores. I don't know him, but for – I mean, this is a career, like, threatening decision to go after this and something that has continued to be talked about politely for years and now he's saying all right let's we're going to take this on man where do you, what have you thought about it the last few days well i was 
Well, first of all, his firing was a complete shock. There's always the the shock of one fire. It seems like every year, like I don't get that one. Well, I didn't get that firing this year at all. And so that was right away. And I'm like, well, he's going to get hired uh, by someone. I just felt a team would want to have um, a professional coach like him who went to an organization that was downtrodden and slowly built it back up. But not only that, when a team loses, what, what they were one in seven or whatever they were, when a team does that, that means a coach kept that team together um, because it gets difficult. I think we all know that. So I was floored by the firing. And then this comes out and this is, it's, it's not good, man. I, I think as players, and I know for me and Jordan, it's easy for me to say this because look, I'm a white guy, but like, I didn't care what color my coach, teammate, player, I, I don't care. The biggest thing that I have for me is like, can this person help us win? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. I, that's my whole, and then now all this comes out and then, the whole, the missed text with Bill Belichick thinking he's texting Brian Dayball and it's, oh God, Brian Flores. So this is going to, this is a huge bombshell. And it's disappointing that if that was the case, that they were actually going to, it was just a, a token interview, so to speak. Um, that's disappointing. And then on top of it, about getting paid the $100,000, supposedly the number to lose games, that that just bothered it's very bothersome Jordan I don't know any other way to put it I think I'm searching for words here it's just very bothersome yeah I think the player perspective that you and I have is completely different than any hiring or executive or we never interviewed right so I mean you you went and played at some other teams and I didn't and you'd go maybe do a visit or whatever but it's not the same process as hiring a head coach or an executive or a GM or anything like that so I have nothing I can speak to as to how that process goes. How's that, how that feels. The numbers don't lie. And there's not this, you know, it's not equal representation of people of a minority, minority people that have higher head coach jobs or whatever. You know, I, I, I've spoken to Ron Rivera about this. He's a good friend of mine, a couple, you know, a few different times. And, you know, he's, he's backed uh, coach um, uh, Flores right now and said he deserves another chance. But I, there's going to, this is going to be crazy because like the, 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 if the league, if Flores wins, it's going to take a long time, you know, or if it comes all the way through and actually gets heard in a court case and all that, like the, the trickle down, it's going to be massive. And even maybe more so than the minority stuff is the accusations that Ross was going to pay him to tank. And you and I've talked about that before, not pay like paid to tank, but Hey, at this point, do you try to win the game or do you improve your draft stock? Like that's continuously discussed openly on forums such as ours and other media, but to have a, you know, a, a allegation come out where the owner was going to pay to do that, man, like that, that could be criminal. You know, if that really happened, that could be criminal. So just massive, massive stuff. And Flores, when he would like, with, like you said, Jake, when he got fired, I thought he was going to be like an instant hire, like a one day, the, not I'm a like head you. coach. I, yeah, I thought the Texans, uh, and I don't remember the timeline of David Cully being fired or whatnot, um, but I thought, well, Nick Casario's hiring him in Houston. That To me, I'm just I, I'm trying to connect the dots. That's what he wants. He wants this you know, New England brand and, and this type of coach. And um, I was told by someone in the league that 
um, <laughs> that Flores was extremely high on a certain team's list, and then some powers that be were ended up letting go. Um, but that that's who their focal point was. That's who they wanted to hire, and then they got let go, and uh, this team went another way, hired new people and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a um, – but as a player, Jordan, if you go back to it, don't you think the players would have felt or, or sensed that, well, they're not putting in a game plan for us to win? Oh, this is not conducive to us winning. What are they doing here? I mean, that well, I, to me – but Flores, no player has ever come out and saying that, you know. Right, and Flores never. I mean, he said I didn't do that, and that's part of the reason I lost trust or you know, the relationship fizzled with ownership was that I wouldn't tank and I wouldn't do those. But that's things, that's so. exactly what I'm saying. That's never you know been brought out. So kudos right. to him for like screw this. It's oh, hard huge. to win in this league. We're not. Lo- I mean, that's to me that that is. I don't know. I just. Both of them are unacceptable. Very simple. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. What about these other head coaches in the NFL, though, Jake? My, there's five of them, right? Miami Giants, Texans, Saints, Jags don't have a head coach. Who's going to go be a Miami coach now? Like, can, can they even get a coach with all this that's going on? You know what I mean? Like, this is going to be incredible to watch. The Jags, I thought they had left which, and now, you know, he hasn't signed yet. I mean, there's – Five open spots still. It's amazing. It, it definitely is amazing. Um, you know, Joe Shane, former Panther, was uh, named the GM of the uh, Giants. And then Brian Dable, who, listen, I've got a close relationship That's right. with Brian. That's right. He was my offensive coordinator in Cleveland. We're still very good friends. Uh, outstanding football coach. And I don't think you can deny the fact what he did at Buffalo as offensive coordinator and the development of the uh, so-called raw Josh Allen into the player that he is. Um, But yeah, I don't know. And then the whole Sean Payton factor, what's going to happen there uh, with that job, Houston. How about our former teammate, Josh McCown, who's never been a coach and, you know, supposedly now, listen, we're getting this from the media. So he's one of the finalists. So it's so interesting to see what shakes out and who shakes out and, I thought Jim Harbaugh, if he's going to meet with Minnesota on National Signing Day, now don't get me wrong, it's the signing day number two, whereas it's not nearly um, as as grand as the, the early signing period. But I thought he was getting that job, and then it's announced last night, Kevin O'Connell, um, it's assumed to be the head coach after the uh, Rams playing the Super Bowl. So it's a uh, – it, it's just – it's kind of insane, man, just the way the turnover in these coaches happens so much. And it's almost like guys are just not given enough time. And you look at Zach Taylor. Um, I think I was looking at something this morning, and I'm, I, I, it's either 4-24-1 and one or 6-24-1, and one, like his first couple of seasons um, in the NFL. And then you get a healthy Joe Burrow and some other young guys sprinkled in there. And, uh, oh, yeah, they're playing for the Super Bowl. So – uh, they gave him enough time. And I think the same thing, you can talk to it about Ron Rivera, Jordan. I'm, I'm almost positive there was close for Ron Rivera to being let go in Carolina at one point. And they gave him that extra year and things turned around. Gary Kubiak, the same thing was in Houston. He had a couple of those years, but you could see they were building that roster, building that talent. They kept him an extra year and then boom, they win the division two or three years in a row, whatever it may be. So you I know, think that um, I think it's that, hard, man. Yeah. Ron was a perfect example. It took him, let's see, five years in his fifth year 
Panthers went to the Super Bowl. We won the division in his third year. But you can't if you got a rebuild happening and a, a head coaching change and you got the first pick and all that, like you talking about with Taylor. I mean, it just takes a while. And I would to flip this to our Panthers, I would ask for patience with our staff. You know, we got a new GM last year. I was reading the, the QA on Panthers.com, which is a, just a place I visit daily for my Panthers news. But uh Fitterer QA at the senior bowl, he said a year ago he'd been in office three days. You know, and he right. was meeting his coworkers at the senior bowl. So this team of, of leadership has not been together. I mean, they got one year and it wasn't even a full off season. So I'm excited with where the Panthers are going. We talked about it before Jake with Brady's retirement, which is now officially official and Sean Payton out at the saints. Like the, the, the division is up for grabs. I love the hire of Campin, the new old line coach who was in Green Bay a long time, was in Houston most recently. I love I think that he has got the the resume and the pedigree to develop that old line position. And um, I was very happy to hear that. Tabor, a special teams coach with a lot of experience, although Chase Blackburn's a good friend and former teammate of mine. I just you know, those seem like good quality veteran hires. And I think that's something that maybe is bit was missing a little bit on our staff as a whole NFL experience these last few years, Jake. I agree with you. And and the whole marriage of Capen and, um, and McAdoo, I love that because one, they're going to speak the same language from day one. And you, I think everybody knows, I know, I know, and I know you understand that, but to tell the listening audience, just how tied in that is for an offensive line group, because that is a completely different language that is spoken and all the different checks, protections, run checks and different looks up front where it's literally at an instant, you are determining um, who's pulling, who's not pulling, who's doubling, who's, you know, coming down, things like that. But having those two that they have been together and they have been in the same language, the same family of offense, I think that was very, very critical. Oh, huge. And the fact that he's been around the Packers organization so long, all that winning and consistency, just I think it's going to be a great addition. Uh, I want to talk. We're almost out of time, but all I know I hit it off with the Olympics hot and heavy to start an amazing story about my athleticism on the ski mountain. But there's more sports to watch tonight. East West Shrine game. Okay, so it's like the little brother to the Senior Bowl, which is happening this week as well. The Pro Bowl is also going on in Vegas, but the East West Shrine game in Las Vegas, do you know who the offensive coordinator is? Well, one of, I don't even know which team, but one of the offensive coordinators is at the East West Shrine game. Oh gosh, Jordan. I think I saw this and I just can't recall. His name rhymes with Bravel Fortin. Travel Wharton. Yeah. Travel Wharton. Yeah. Art. Our old teammate, been assistant O-line coach for a number of years now with the Panthers and then with Ron up in Washington. Yeah, offensive coordinator. And I was texting him right before we came on to record this. And I said, good luck today. You know, excited for you. He said, thanks. It's going to be fun. I said, you should just run power all day long. Well, my and question I, would be this. Is he going to run power, Ted Crack, or is he going to run Buster? I do know what play he's going to run first. And it may be the I'm, one I suggested. <laughs> Okay, I want to say just whisper it to me so people don't hear. <laughs> but um, how awesome is that? I'm so happy for Travell. Just like, man, he's just—he's the opposite of you and I. Not a loud mouth, but is just a grinder and has done a great job in his coaching profession. So, 
happy for I Travel. Wait, tune in. Cannot wait to watch that tonight because I actually Saturday afternoon I watched the um, oh gosh NFL PA Bowl that played on NFL Network yep. um, on Saturday. I actually uh, watched it. And the kid from my high school who I, I'm close with, he actually won the MVP for uh, that game. So I thought that there was pretty go. cool. But I love watching those games. I am actually DVRing the senior bowl practices. I like going back and watching that and just watching guys interact, hearing them call plays, watching the quarterbacks throw, watching the one-on-ones. I just love stuff like that, you know, because it, it's not underwear Olympics like the combine, but you have the helmets, you have the shoulder pads on, there's coverages and things like that. That's a lot of fun. Well, there's plenty of football to be watched and Olympics. And then there's the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about next week. But, uh, Jake, that is all we got for time. I actually ran a little longer. So um, I'm going to cut us off there. The Jordan and Jake podcast, powered by Ortho Carolina. I always forget to do that, and you don't remind me. But we are powered by Ortho Carolina. Jake, I will talk to you on Super Bowl week. I am looking forward to it, buddy. And uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun, I think. The Bengals have kind of captured the audience of America as the true underdog and, and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and that bunch that they have there. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about next week. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Wow. <laughs>